1: Good afternoon and welcome to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Got to be honest with you people, I got nothing today. Nothing! <laughs> I need some help. Anybody, if you, if you got something you want to... I'm serious, I got, I got stuff. I got stuff. But if, if there's something going on that you want to talk about, I'm here live today. Um, just came off the water, Lake Hartwell, so I can give you an up-to-the-minute fishing report. Complete with what you need to throw, I'm going to do that anyway. But if you got something you want to talk about... Uh, I'm on 94.5 The Answer, and uh, you can reach me at 877-235-9405, 877-235-9405, and you can text that same number, and I can read your text off if you're too scared to call. So anyway, wide open today, uh, really didn't even plan on, and I tried to record something this week and just didn't have time to get to it. It's just been, it's been a brutal month. The last four weeks, of course, a lot of it's self-imposed. I will have to take responsibility for the part that I do to myself. But, uh, yeah, it's just just been a brutal and poor Neil Paul. um, Then at Visit Anderson, I talked to him, and and he's got uh, seven of the last ten mornings, he's been up at 4.30 in the morning (coughs) because he's had the elites last weekend at at Lake Hartwell, and he's got the Fishers of Men uh, this week. At Lake Hartwell this weekend, so he has been a a busy guy, and <laughs> I think when he gets done this afternoon, he may sleep through until Monday morning. But yeah, some of it, so yeah, some of some of self imposed, and I'll take responsibility for that part, and uh, you know, we'll uh, we we'll go from there. But uh, yeah, did get did get out on uh, Lake Hartwell. I, I'll talk about that a bit. Um, Lines Club. You know the Centennial Lions Club of Greer put on a fishing tournament on Lake Robinson the other week. Uh, I guess it was last Saturday. Gosh, is it is it just last Saturday? Yes, it was just last Saturday. Allison Rauch, uh, the event liaison, was on the show, talked about it, and um, <coughs> they. Uh, I got the results here. Go to a different phone here. Um, let's see. La, 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 la. Over ten thousand dollars was raised as part of the second annual Greer Centennial Lions Club Bass Fishing Tournament. Saturday afternoon. The money from the tournament goes to a vision voucher program used to help students without insurance get eye exams and glasses. Pretty cool thing, but great cause. If you don't know about this tournament, it's held at Lake Robinson. Uh, I believe it's 18 feet and under as far as length of boat, 10 horsepower and under. Uh, But congratulations to uh, Brady Thornton and Brent Thornton. They won first place in the tournament with a total haul of 18 pounds, 6 ounces. Took home 1,000 bucks a thousand dollars also awarded for biggest fish to logan young and ricky hall for their 4.43 pound fish so next year about the same time you need to uh you need to uh to plan on doing this uh we lost a caller but i no no got, got okay okay go ahead uh the, donnie from gaffney is that did they get that right donnie uh, yeah that's right how you doing i'm good how are you sir
2: uh pretty good uh what the comment I wanted to make was yes. uh concerning an individual you had on last week. I didn't have a chance to uh get to speak with him, but he was talking about the numbers in the in the turkey population uh being on the decline. Yes, sir. Uh and he was also saying that he got his uh numbers from the lower part of the state. Correct. Uh or that's where or that's where they do their count. <coughs> that was where the study was uh, Yeah, I live in the upstate of South Carolina in Cherokee County. I'm just a few miles from uh the state line, sure. And I, I disagree totally with with his count uh, here. Where I am, uh, I've seen a total increase in the number of turkeys over the last ten years. And I'll, I remember decades ago when we had a fall hunt and a spring hunt. All right. And a lot of a lot of the hunters here really do miss that fall hunt. I mean, it gave us an opportunity to put a turkey on the table, you know, for Thanksgiving and sure. Christmas. Sure. And uh, to be honest with you, uh, I, th- I think that that study uh, needs to be done on a statewide basis instead of just an isolated area down in the lower part of the state because where I'm at, I'm, I'm fortunate I have an opportunity to hunt about uh, almost a 1,000 acres. Okay. And the turkey population where I am, I'm telling you, it's thick enough I could hunt turkey with a hammer <laughs> and it, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to give your and, phone and, number out because you're going to have a lot of people <laughs> banging down your door a lot, <laughs> it, well a lot of people do bang my door down you know this time of year and and sure you know I, I'll let a lot of my friends and a lot of their friends uh hunt the property sure and it doesn't even put a dent in it yeah and I you know that that's what I, I just wanted to make that
1: that comment
2: yeah. I, I really do think that uh the numbers are a little skewed, uh, in the opposite direction.
1: Well, hang on, Stay with hey. one, because I want to explore this a little bit. Uh, okay. what, what's, what's the habitat like where you're hunting? Is it, is it, and, it, I, and I'll go it, back to the study. Uh, what's your, what's your habitat like? Thousand acres is it? Is it hardwood, pines, open fields? What is it? It's
2: both. It's, it's all three, actually. There's okay. uh, pasture land, farmland that runs right through the middle of it. Uh, I'm close, uh, to the broad river. Um, <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, I'm on top of the Broad River, really. It's, it's only probably two, three miles from uh, from the area that I hunt. Uh, and in Cherokee County uh, overall, I mean, just it you can drive through the countryside anywhere here, and if there's any open fields, 99 birds. times out of 100, you're going to see yeah. birds. And, yeah. I mean, it's not just seasonal. I, you know, I was listening to, uh, to the individual you had on last week make the, you know, statements about uh, – uh, they go by recording the calls and the right. number of calls and, yes, and the time of year, and, and and I agree with that. You know, the the, uh, the rut or the strut, as I call it. You, you know, it does take place a little later here. It does. Uh, that than, than the season allows for, but year round, uh, seriously, year round, spring, summer, winter, fall, uh, I could harvest birds there if it were legal, and, and it wouldn't it it wouldn't make a dent in it. Do you I have, don't really think it would put anything in it.
1: Do you have hogs?
2: Uh, scarcely. Okay. Hogs have been a problem. Well, I'm not going to say a problem, but hogs have been steadily moving into the area. We've got sections of land that are being cleared off now in Cherokee County where hogs are being run out uh, from places that people had, didn't even know they, that they were there. They yeah. didn't think they existed. Uh, we do have some hogs, but not... Uh, not as much as we have coyotes now we've got coyotes at the gaza right yeah they're everywhere uh uh, and i understand that 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 can you know affect uh the numbers especially in the hatch but to tell you the truth i haven't seen it put a dent in the turkey population here in cherokee county we we're (laughs) we're abundantly blessed with them
1: you know and
2: most of them are big birds too i mean there's some big birds here
1: it is it is south Carolina is so diverse from the mountains, midlands, coast, it's a hard state to manage under one umbrella. And the gentleman that I had on was Dr. Charles Ruth. Uh, not Dr. Charles Ruth. He is the deer and turkey biology uh, guy for Department of Natural Resources. The program, the study you're talking about, it's a three-year study that uh, the South Carolina Legislature uh, ordered DNR to do. They did it in conjunction with LSU University. uh uh-huh. The Savannah River site was the control area because there's only well, there's really no hunting and well, there's one there is one turkey hunt because I was at it last weekend. Uh, oh. and then the the areas the hunted areas were Web Center and Palachicola and currently oh. the writing store and and they kind of just to, just to give you a reason why it was done down there. One reason is money. They can't afford to they can't afford to spread out studies in all counties of South Carolina or. You know, four regions of South Carolina. It's, it, money's a limitation. I mean, they spent six hundred thousand on this one. It was federal funds, but still, they had to spend the money. And and they did it that far south so they could get the earliest turkey activity in the state. Because you're exactly right. Things happen down in that lower part of the state before they happen up here, simply because of longitude, latitude, or latitude or longitude. Oh I just messed that one up. <laughs> anyway, the further you go up the globe, <laughs> um, is, is they thought they would get the best results starting at the warmest place, and but it is it is tough. I mean, you talk to guys in the Francis Marion who hunt Francis Marion National Forest. I got a bunch of friends down in the Low Country. They hunt Francis Marion National Forest in places where there were turkeys. There are no turkeys now. Pigs have taken over, and they're they're saying that pigs are. Are more of a uh, have more of an impact on the turkeys than the coyotes ever thought about having. Yeah, and well, you know I I grew up hunting in Chester County, and we've never had uh-huh. turkeys. <laughs> I mean I mean to see, really? to see a turkey where I hunt in Chester County, I just don't have them. I'll have a few pass through during deer season. I had a, I had five gobblers walk past me, last year, but I don't have a turkey around me now uh now that the turkey seasons here it's, it's just it is so and let me ask you this on the thousand acres you do y'all plant i mean do you you plant no, chufa? It, no. it's just natural habitat
2: it's it's just natural habitat with the exception of uh the fields that what there is one field that's it's on uh, separate properties uh just row but, cropped or something yes it's uh mostly it's either soybean some of it is uh nothing but uh Feed hay. Yeah. Uh, it just depends on whatever the farmers want to plant, but there's really no uh, no uh, baited fields or no uh, food plots set out at all. Uh, there <laughs> have been some. You know, we we've set out some uh, clover and some peas. <laughs> you know, for for the Indeed. deer. Right. But uh, not really. And and I guess there's a few feeder boxes here and there. Uh, but nothing. You know, on the scale that would uh, that would keep the population of birds that I have. Privy to you know at a, at a, at the level that it is yeah. uh there's also mm-hmm. uh some uh game land some management land up and around uh uh the lake area that we have here that's uh controlled by the board of public works okay uh and people hunt that and still harvesting birds pretty pretty uh during season uh and that's the only baited field in the area that I know of, and it's it's uh, GMA, man. It's, uh, but, you know, I, I've just missed the fall hunt, to <laughs> tell you the truth, for so long. Because I remember back in the day, you know, I think deer season actually went out for like a week or so, and you could hunt turkey. I almost want to say and, you're right. And that, that's that been so long ago. That's back when I was, you know, a kid, more or less. You and me both, but. Yeah. And and I have just missed that time of year to hunt turkeys. And the spring affords you. I, I mean, we have a good season. We have, we have a long enough season. Yeah. I do think that the season should start maybe uh, a week or two later and yeah. run a, a week or two longer here. Which is, but, a, uh, which is about
1: yeah. where it's going to land. I think by the time the House and the Senate get together on that thing, I think it's going to start a little bit. Well, actually, no. I think they're going the other way. I think they're going to start it before April first, and run it into okay. May. I think it's well, that's either, about where the compromise is right now. I believe.
2: Yeah. Well, either way, I can harvest birds. I just I, I just wanted to uh, sure. throw it in there. I really think you ought to give us at least a week during the fall <laughs> and, and, and let us and let us bag a few birds up here. And he, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you don't have any uh, birds in Chester. I've done a lot well, of white hunting there yeah. in the past, but never any turkey. It,
1: it's just it's just a matter of habitat. We've just we we've got good habitat. I mean, lots of hardwoods, uh, some planted pine trees, uh, open fields, which are really just fallow. I mean, it, it, from time to time, well, for years we had a dove field, but you know, it had open pasture yeah. lands, and and from time to time you would see a hen come through. And you might see, uh, but but far and wide, I've never been consistently able to go there and, and hunt turkeys. And, it, and it's just odd, and that's that is spread out throughout the state of South Carolina. That's that's the problem. And I think everybody's got everybody's got their little world. Your world is there, where you hunt. Mine is in Chester. Yeah. I got friends that hunt in Francis Marion. Uh, other people that hunt yeah. over towards Lancaster, Chesterfield. Everybody's got their little. Their core area where they draw the conclusions about the turkey population, that's why there's such, and you would not believe some of the conversations that are going on about why the turkey is, why can't we have a statewide study. Uh, they're fine in my area. They're disappearing in my area. What's the cause? Is it fire ants? Is it, you know, trapping? Here's another thing. A lot of your animals that, that are normally trapped, your coons, possums, uh, you know, your, your ground-nesting predators – they're not being trapped anymore. Uh-huh. I mean, I saw more raccoons this past deer season than I ever have before in my life. Yes, so, I can agree with that. So it's it's I agree with that. I, it's it's a tough thing. I, I, I will say this though: there's a, a CIFWA, uh the southeastern. Uh, anyway, there's 15 southeastern states because this is not just a South Carolina. This study and and the decline in birds that. You know, some of us are seeing, some of us are not seeing. It, it's southeastern-wide. From Texas, Kansas has had one of the worst turkey seasons they've ever had before. Um, all the way, Tennessee, Kentucky, there's 15 states that are studying this problem. And across all those agencies, again, on the statewide, however they come up with those numbers, whether it's hunter-harvest surveys or studies like the LSU survey, which are going on all over the place, uh, they're seeing mm-hmm. in total declines in turkey population. They're trying to figure out why. Uh, which well, is. That's what I
2: was going to ask you. Do you think it, do you think that's because of, the, of an increase in the number of uh, predatory animals, or I I don't know. Or, Here's or habitat, or
1: I think it's probably habitat. You figure when the turkeys were reintroduced, there were a lot of hardwood mass forests that have since been cut, replanted pine trees. You know, there's just not much inside a pine tree. Uh, plantation to, uh, for any, anything to really get a benefit except for people that bale pine needles. Uh, yeah. And, and so you just don't know. It's just a, it's one of those, it's like the quail population. What happened to the bob white quail? Cats, okay, cats. Uh-huh. They, they love to, they love to, to hunt and kill and all that. You know, I, I don't know. I don't think there's one answer that'll answer this question. I think it's just going to be, uh, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's it's. Well, I a,
2: think I'm just fortunate. I mean, you are very fortunate. I, think,
1: I, I will tell I, you that. I, I think I'm fortunate. Yeah, uh,
2: like I, I've had turkey in my front yard. I, I've even got uh, pictures of them on my cell phone. <laughs> They're really not afraid of me. Well, uh I have I have walked to my car and had my car parked in my driveway and in my front yard. I have literally got down in the face of some big birds and snap their pictures in my front yard. And maybe I'm just in in a sweet spot.
1: Well, I'll tell you this. uh, Where I live here in the upstate, in Greer, uh, behind my house used to be a lot of land. And every spring, I would have a hen, one hen. Every spring, she'd come up, and I got bird feeders in the backyard. And and she would get up to within about eight feet of my back door to eat that bird seed. And we'd play hide and seek through the window and all that. Well... That's yeah. all housing development now. So, oh. one big thing that all of us are going to deal with, and and where we fall in with the natural resources is an important thing is loss of habitat. Yeah. Uh, so, who knows, Donnie? But hey, great call. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Thank you. And uh you. Stay tuned. We'll we'll cover some more turkeys later on this year, Donnie. Thanks. All right. All right. That's good day. Yes, sir. Y'all hang on through the break. Right. A little short second. Second, when we come back. Like the Let's we all love. Welcome back to Woods and Water South. Carolina. Donnie, that was a great call. Thank you, sir. I, if you want and this is for anybody out there listening in Turkey Hunting or Habitat Conservation. There, if you're on Facebook, and I know Facebook is a bad name sometimes, but if you're on Facebook, there's a group called Carolina Wildlife Syndicate. It's worth taking a look at if you're interested because right now turkeys is, is conversation number one there. And they've got some ex-biologists and habitat managers that are really active with a lot of statistics. They will kill you with statistics. And it could be something for you to look at to try to get other people's opinion about what's going on and interject your own. I mean, it's it's an open forum. You can if you, if you join in and and uh, you just have to be able to take it as much as you give it. I guess. Uh, money is a big thing when we talk about studies. Hard for the Department of Natural Resources with the budget the legislature gives them to do studies statewide. Um, habitat loss huge for everything I mean, turkeys are like Charles said in that in that interview that Charles and I did he, he said I would not, the worst thing in this world in March and April to be is a hen turkey because once you start sitting on that nest to incubate those eggs, she's there for the duration she doesn't leave and that's where your ground predators come in pigs, coyotes and you know but you get I guess we have to to uh, always defer to the natural resource. You know, in nature, everything's going to reach a happy medium. You know, and in Donnie's case, he's got great habitat, great birds. Other places in the state, sorry, habitat, no birds. We're going to have to meet somewhere in the middle. And whether that's you know we're down to three bird limits, whether that goes to a two bird or a one Jake two bird or you know, a slightly lopsided season where you can only shoot one bird before a certain date, which is one of the things being considered in the legislature right now. is one bird before April 1st or something, depending on what part of the state you're in. And they're talking about splitting it into low country and up country, so two two zones for turkey season coming up. And uh, you're going to have to defer to the natural resource. What's in the best interest of the natural resource? Donnie's got great habitat. He may have to give a little bit on numbers or, or time or so because you've got to have those population centers to, to spread out. It's like when they reintroduced them. yeah, you know, they spread to the good habitat, skip bad habitat, but you've got to have those centers where those birds can reproduce in the good habitat and try to filter out into the lesser habitat, if you want to say that. So it, it's a tough one. It's and they, and turkey hunters are a passionate bunch. There are some great arguments on all sides. It's, it's hard to it's hard to know. But great call, Donnie. I appreciate it. Those are the ones you really want. Those are those are good calls and uh, good conversation. And I believe um, I believe for you know five uh, five hundred bucks. If you want to pay me five hundred bucks, I'll give you Donnie's phone number. <laughs> Donnie's out there Changes his phone number <laughs> Alright hang on through the break Got uh, got some other stuff If you want to call in 877-235-9405 You're welcome to it we'll, we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about today Back with more Woods and Water South Carolina On the other side to woods and water south kind get some texts uh great call great call on turkey uh. <laughs> this is my doctor buddy down in charleston great call on turkeys now get down here and show me how to use this fly rod <laughs> i'm coming henry i'm trying hey, you want y'all want a funny story on henry since he's listening i have to tell a story on him you ready for this henry and i met on the internet <laughs> tell that one to your wife <laughs> we uh CharlestonFishing.com. Back when I first bought my flats boat, uh we had a had a, a, a message board, I guess it's I guess you call it a message board now. It, CharlestonFishing.com and it was all about saltwater fishing and I joined it being a relatively newcomer to the South Carolina saltwater fishery. And uh one of the first things I learned is don't be the guy on the ramp that can't back the boat down and get it in the water in a couple minutes by yourself. So I practiced that a lot before I ever went to Charleston for the first fishing trip. But anyway, we had, uh, uh, in fact, the, the gentleman that started this, uh, the put up and shut up, he, he passed away a few months ago and, uh, lost a good friend there. He was a great guy. His handle was Wando Grill, Mark Hubbard. And, uh, but anyway, we, he, he, Mark started this thing called the put up or shut up and it was for all the keyboard heroes you know the guys who sat behind their keyboards i can outfish you and they don't know what you're doing and all that so hey put up or shut up let's have a fishing tournament we put out, i think ten dollars at the time and a hat and it was a redfish trout and the longest redfish trout and flounder brought to the scales that hadn't been stepped on step stepping on fish to lengthen them was illegal that other than the regular dnr rules that was the only rule we had and uh i wanted to fish it it was a it was a team event two guys on boating and then, this guy named Captain Sandbar found out how he got that name afterwards because he got hung up on a sandbar in his boat. And if you it, that, Look, it sounds bad, but if you ever saw water fish, you'll hang up on a sandbar every once in a while. It's, it, it's inevitable. If you haven't, you just haven't been doing it long enough. About like falling off a polling platform. If you haven't fall, fallen off a polling platform, you're either lying or you haven't been up there long enough. I, I've, done, I've been up there long enough to fall off. But um, anyway, so we met. On the internet, and we—I drove to Charleston. Never seen Henry before in my life. <laughs> got on the boat, picked him up the ramp, and you knew it was going to be a good day when we started reciting "Blazing Saddles" together, <laughs> word for word. <laughs> we knew we were made a match made in heaven for fishermen right there. So, yeah, Henry, I'll—I'll uh, I'll get down there sooner or later. <laughs> I know you've got about as much time as I do to go fishing, so. You can rag me all you want to, but you don't have much time to go either, my buddy. But we'll see you soon. But, yeah, I did that. his When he got married, I did it at the best man's speech. I said, you know when you tell your wife you've met a guy on the Internet and there's like 20 or 25 people there who all fish those first put up or shut up tournaments? And they're all just hee-hawing. The back part of that room was just in chaos. Good times, good memories. That's, that's what it's all about is good friends outside spending time together. That, that's what makes it. Well, uh, news, Casey Ashley missed uh, the top ten on the MLF side by uh, two pounds, six ounces. Finished in 12th place, so he will not be fishing tomorrow. Everybody else has already gone home. Bass track on the elite side. Yeah, Jason Williamson's in sixth. Jason's from South Carolina. Patrick's 14th uh less than two pounds out so the fish are not as big down in winya bay as they were on hartwell where congratulations to brandon cobb wire to wire win uh what a what a good one that was a great weekend uh, you you people that were down there and were watch bass live and were at the weigh-ins and all that. that was just a great event wow brandon will be on the show with us soon he's busy he's fishing this weekend down in. of course he didn't fish today Or did he fish today? I'm horrible at this sometimes. Uh, No, he finished like 40. Where is he? Ooh, I don't think he finished that low. 61st. Uh oh. That's okay. You win, you got to fall in somewhere the next week. Oh, let's see. You want a fishing report? Here's a fishing report. Find you a clay bank shallow bar on any of the South Carolina Herring Lakes right now and throw a topwater plug. If you don't get it on that, throw a Seville. If you don't get on that, throw a fluke. (laughs) Fish are everywhere. When I was at the Elite last weekend, my uh, media boat driver was Bob Rutherford, otherwise known as Brad's dad. Uh, Brad Rutherford, one of the marketing managers down at Pure Fishing in Columbia, it's his dad. And he was my media boat driver. He said... uh, He said, you want to go fishing sometime? I said, sure. Call me middle of the week. Said, hey, let's go fishing Saturday. So uh, there's one of those self-imposed, you know, self-inflicted things that I talked about earlier. Got down, got up this morning, rode down to Hartwell, got out on the water with him for a few hours. We caught a bunch of fish, uh, small fish, but the herring bite's going on. Uh, Fish everywhere. It's funny. We were commenting that all the sight fishermen have left the bank. They are all out fishing these herring fish. And they're wide open. We caught spots and largemouth today. And like I said, it's uh, chatter baits, uh, white chatterbait with a with any kind of white trailer. Early, I think. I think as the sun gets up, that bite that bite dies away a little bit. Uh, but your you know your your stick baits walk the dogs. Flukes, great bait. I hadn't fished a fluke in a while. I fished a fluke this morning and just and they were small, but they were fun. And uh it's always good going back to your roots. We're, we actually later on in the day we got off the off the main lake and back in some pockets and he was throwing a methylate trick worm. I'm like, goodness gracious alive, old school, and it still works because the biggest fish came on a methylate trick worm. He showed me up on that one. <laughs> Gosh. Alright, let's uh few minutes here. Let's talk a few things you can do outside for the calendar of events. So which is brought to you by Visit Anderson Green Pond Landing Event Center. Fishing Rodeos. We talked to Sarah Chabain about these a few weeks ago. They are starting to roll up. April the twenty-seventh in Camden, South Carolina. Registration. Remember, registration is online for these. They want you to register. So you go to the Department of Natural Resources webpage, looking on education, aquatic education, and you'll see the link for fishing rodeos. So April 27th in Camden, April 27th, Jasper County, the Blue Heron Youth Fishing Rodeo, April 27th, Charlestown Landing in Charleston County. Also April 27th, the uh, the kind of gimme in all this, the Cohen Campbell Fish Hatchery. What a better place to go fishing and catch fish, kids that is, than to go to a fish hatchery. That's in Lexington County. April 27th, that's in the morning. Then they're having another one right after at the same site. And then uh, the Ponds Fishing Rodeo in Dorchester County, those are all on April 27th. So go to the Department of Natural Resources, look on their webs, on their aquatic education, and find you a place to go fishing. What are we? I don't need to do those yet. That's still off there a little bit. Okay. Women. Women in the outdoors. Growing, Mark, growing part of the outdoors. Are you women? I'm surrounded by them at home. And uh, they enjoy the outdoors uh, not as much as I do, probably, because I enjoy it to the point of, you know, being out in a hammock when it's 30 degrees and that sort of thing. So there are degrees to enjoy in the outdoors. But women, ladies, if you're looking for a way to get involved in the outdoors, to learn, okay, you don't know where to start. And your husband doesn't want to teach you because that's that's a surefire way to have a knock-down, drag-out argument. Uh, a Conservation Foundation. Uh, they just announced the other day they are hosting a Women's Outdoor Adventure Weekend in November 2019. The weekend will feature keynote speaker Jennifer Parr Davis, a long-distance hiker, author, speaker, National Geographic Adventure of the Year, and ambassador for the American Hiking Society. So from boots to bikes, an array of workshops will focus on all things necessary for day trips, weekend jaunts, longer treks on the trails, instructions on, uh, uh, get out of the way, on yoga, Okay, yeah. mountain biking, backpacking, stretch therapy, outdoor cooking, meditation, and exercise will be on the agenda to prepare for all outdoor adventures. We want to see more women of all ages, abilities, and experience gain confidence to enjoy the great outdoors on trails and in parks. Stay tuned for more details. Again, that, that's the Palmetto Conservation Foundation. You know, Mary Rowe, PCF, she's on the show here. And that's coming November 19th. Also for you ladies, this one's a little more in-depth, I think. That is the South Carolina Wildlife Federation Women's Outdoor Retreat 2019. It is Friday through Sunday, September the 27th through the 29th at Hickory Knob State Park in McCormick, South Carolina. The Outdoor Retreat is a weekend event designed for women to experience nature and outdoor recreation with like-minded ladies in a non-competitive environment. Nature walks, kayak and fishing, outdoor cooking and archery just a few of the nearly 30 classes from which to choose. The retreat is presented by the South Carolina Wildlife Federation and sponsored by Cabela's and Hickory Knob Resort St- State Park. Hickory Knob State Resort Park. That didn't sound right. Hickory Knob State Park Resort. Yeah, that's better. We're pleased. It's it's wrong here. What I'm reading. It's not me making a mistake. It's them. We are pleased to have the support of several outfitters and organizations, including the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources. La 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 la. Hickory, uh, age guidelines open to females age 16 and older. Girls 16-18 must be accompanied by a responsible adult. And it goes on. The cost is $100 per person. Whew. That does not include meals and lodging. Uh, meals are available there. Lodgings available or there close by. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the have the list. Yeah, I they got, I got the list of classes. All right, we're gonna go to the break. I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna read you off the list of classes you have to choose from it. if this one for you ladies. So. Hang on to the break, back with the Woods and Water, South Carolina on the other side. I'm not singing. Can't believe I did that. I know everybody just turned their their radios off. I can't blame you. Okay, let me let me go through some of these classes that you're gonna see. Look, so this is ladies. This is this is the South Carolina Wildlife Federation, and you can find this at scwf.org under events. It's kind of scroll down the bottom of the events page, and it's down there. Okay, archery. All skill levels, and the nice thing about this is it's it's both of these. This is non-competitive. This is the other ladies that want to learn the same things you do. You help each other. You have fun learning. You probably make some friendships, and who knows, you might make some outings together. It's just the possibilities are endless. All right, archery, backpacking. Uh, Michael Silverman from the local hiker in Spartanburg, we talk about backpacking. i got to get him back on and go over some more stuff, but uh, it takes you through the essentials for any trip. For everything you need, including solar charging stuff, backyard wildlife habitat. That's this is one of the most fun ones I think would be learn how to provide water, food, cover, and places to raid young, young wildlife to supply natural habitat for a variety of birds, butterflies, and other wildlife. That's that's anybody can do that in the backyard. Birding, which you can't do without a good pair of binoculars, canoeing, essential oils, fish cleaning and cooking. Uh, that's one. Once you get over the, the slime a little bit and get through the cooking part and eating part, eh, you can handle it. Freshwater fishing, geocaching, that would be fun to try. Health and nature. Um, I don't know how to say that. HyperTufa planters? Okay, whatever that is. Uh, kayak and intro, not tying, Lake Thurman paddle, map and compass reading, nature crafts, nature spa, outdoor cooking, paddle boarding, Saltwater fishing, skeet shooting, and firearm safety. South Carolina road trips—that's <laughs> one too. Walk on the wild side, uh, wilderness first aid, yoga, and that is just some of the things. So scwf.org under events, and that's for you, ladies, because ladies are a are the largest segment, the largest growing segment of the outdoors, whether it's hunting, hiking. Fishing, camping, uh, women are where it's at. They're 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 motivated, and I, I've got two stories here. I'm not going to get to either one of them. I uh, will just have to one by Forbes, and one from the Outdoor Hub. Uh, the Forbes one is is entitled "Hate Pop Up Ads." Ugh. Active outdoor sports may have a new group of customers: women. And this goes through all the you. This is this is pretty much the. Hiking, camping, fishing, running, skiing, surfing, skateboarding, related sports segment of the outdoors. And then uh, off the outdoor hub, young and female, the changing face of hunting in America. And one of the big things about hunting is women want to know where their food is coming from. Mothers want to know what their families are eating. It's a huge part of it. I'll get to those later, maybe. I've still got stuff from 2014 I haven't gotten to. Okay. And this is this is summertime fun right here, okay? How many of you went to summer camp as a kid? Go ahead and raise your hands. Keep one hand on the steering wheel. But you know, summer camp. I mean how many of you rolled a kayak rolled a canoe over and hid underneath and scared your camp counselor to death? That was yeah, that was always fun. Summer camps, it's those memories you, you 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 cherish for a lifetime, whether it's fellow cabin mates, counselors that were really cool, places where you went to camp, you know? And in South Carolina, we are we are fortunate to have some great summer camps. So this is for all your parents who are looking to ditch the kids for a week, leave them at summer camp, have a little mini vacation at home. No, that's the wrong way to look at it. You are educating these kids in the outdoors, and it is, it is for their benefit, and you can take advantage of it while they're gone. Uh... Clemson YLI camps, Youth Learning Institute camps. Registration is open for all of them, and there are, get this, five of them, okay? Camp Seawee Marine Science. It's held down at the coast. you think that. Yeah, yeah. explore South Carolina's coast. Life's a beach, or a summer, at least summer camp can be. Um, it's it's It's... You'll have a blast at Camp Seaweed if you, if your kids are the beach types. There you go. Camp Wildlife, which is shooting sports, in safety, ride, shoot, swim. So it's not about shooting. You know, ATVs, fishing, more, hunt, fish, shoot, and ride at Camp Wildlife. And all of these you can find through the hub at ylicamps.com. Okay, Adventure Wilderness. This is for those, yeah, little. Hike, paddle, and climb. Repelling, zip lining It's a mountaintop experience. We offer an opportunity to unplug from the normal things of life, iPads, Xbox, and restaurants. And spend a week experiencing the river, the lake, the mountain trails, and the rock. Camp Voyager. Technology camp. There's nothing wrong with going to a technology camp. Because they get a little... They get the techies, and they get them outside a little bit. They incorporate both of it. And um, that's in Pickens, South Carolina. And the last one's traditional 4-H camp. You know, go have fun, a classic summer camp experience. It's been a South Carolina tradition for over 50 years. Jam-packed week includes team sports, water sports, paintball, archery, nature hikes, a ropes course, a climbing tower, arts and crafts, a talent show, and more. Even a mini-camp session for younger, first-time campers. All of those are done through Clemson's Youth Learning Institute, YLICamp.com. And there's, there's signs for whichever one you want, like the old, uh, you know, Hollywood, 5,000 miles from World War II. It's those type of signs. And you can pick one. Camp Woody. Camp Woody's a great one. And if you've ever heard Ed Paul and I talk about Camp Woody here on this show, it's a great one. It runs summer long. I mean, they have weeks all summer long. And one of the one of the coolest thing I think about Camp Woody is the mud pit and the inner tube. <laughs> hey, you don't get any more muddier in South Carolina than in a red clay pit filled with water, fighting over a black inner tube. And it just you know you get once you get so wet and dirty, you don't care anymore. That's when you really let go and have fun. So Camp Woody is another good one. Coastal Expeditions down in Charleston has camps all summer long. Young Naturalist Kayak Adventure Camp. For the last 25 years, Coastal Expeditions Kayak Camp has introduced local kids to the beauty of their low country. Paddling from three locations. We go to a different location every day, allowing us to look for fossils and shark's teeth on hidden beaches, swim in saltwater creeks and search for dolphins and manatees. The Tidal Creek Camp. It's a tidal trek. Join Coastal Expedition's Tidal trek program for a week of adventures as we explore the outdoors of the low country. Hiking, paddleboard, kayaking, just spending your days outside. These are 14 to 17, 9 to 14, 8 to 13. Here's one already full. The Maritime Paddle Camp is full. When I first started doing this show, Camp Wildwood, which is Dan Dupree's camp with the Department of Natural Resources, it was filling up March into April. He's filling up in January now. now. I don't know what it's due to him getting on here. Or just kids dis- parents discovering all this stuff is out there for kids to do. And there are other camps. Um, right here in Spartanburg, the local hiker, they're sponsoring some summer camps out at um, Set Goals, out at, at Glendale Outdoor Leadership School. There's all sorts of camps out there. and it does, You're just trying to get the kids out of the routine. <laughs> Turn that cell phone in on Monday and you don't get it back until Friday. You learn they can, they learn you can live without it. And a lot of them come out and just go, eh. Mention Camp Wildwood. It's full for this year. It's a three year program. There are three year one, two, and three. The first year program is the heart and soul of Camp Wildwood. Daily activities include instruction in fisheries, forestry, farm safety, orienteering, first aid, soils, and wildlife. Hands on classes. They got dances, campfires, skit nights. It's a great one. I've been up there to visit it. It's a great one. The kids love it. Second year, it's a little a little more focused. Second year program was developed back in nineteen seventy seven to further the Camp Wildwood experience. Twenty campers from year one are invited back to attend a program based in the upstate of South Carolina. These are selected by counselors for the second year because the counselors believe they possess the leadership, maturity, and dedication, which if nurtured leads to the wise use of natural resources. So you're selected to be in year two. And you got year three. With three minutes to go, we have year three. Camp Wildwood third-year program is much different than first and second. The second-year campers from the previous year are invited to take place in this coastal excursion. The program teaches the campers about the coastal ecosystem. Got another pop-up ad. While campers do hands-on activities such as fishing, exploring Botany Bay, touring the State Aquarium in Charleston, much more. And these are the ones... That you're, that they think are going to be the future biologists, researchers for our natural resources. So uh, it's just a few. Okay, YLI camps, Camp Woody, which is a Sacon Waterfall Association camp, Coastal Expeditions, and you know you'll have to you'll have to set your calendars now, alarm for January of next year to watch out for for Camp Wildwood to uh, take off. Oof. And I came in here and didn't have anything. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Patrick Walters, on his rookie year on the Bassmaster Elite Series, is leading the Angler of the Year points. Is that not cool? You knew you knew. if you know Patrick, you knew it was just a matter of time. Just like if you knew Brandon Cobb, you knew it was just a matter of time. I mean, four Four Forest Wood Cups on the FLW side, four top tens, and uh, but he he owned Lake Hartwell last weekend. He absolutely owned it. Followed him around the the uh, water on Saturday and Sunday for a bit. Got some pretty good pictures. We'll put up some uh, some photo galleries here when I have a few moments to settle down and and uh, get some of those pictures looked at. But uh, yeah, we need we need to have a discussion here one of these weeks about. Which which one do you think's better, MLF, Bass, or FLW? Ooh, that one will bring some fireworks. <laughs> I know it will. Oh, me. Well, look, I appreciate everybody listening today. Uh, it was a great show. Get out and go fishing. I mean, it, look, boat doesn't matter. You can fish from anything. I mean there were pontoon boats out there, there were John boats out there today, bass boats, center consoles. And if you don't like that, you can fish from the bank. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Be back here next Saturday with a show in Alaska. Don't want to miss that one. So in the meantime, make time to get out there. Don't forget to take the back roads when you can. And bring the camera. See you right here next week with more Woods and Water, South Carolina.